You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show. Thanks for joining me for another episode. It's the Mark and Keke Show again today. Sorry about that. Hi, Keke. Hello, hello. Good to be here, mate. Nice to yeah. see you. Yeah, you too. We're a little bit light on numbers again, but we wanted to keep the, the listener informed as we as the, the sort of plough through the Finnish football closed season. So, Keke, you were very excited to review the recent performances of the of the Helmerid, the, the women's national team, in the Cyprus Cup competition. Uh, so we'll come to that first. Um, we're also going to look at the Liga Cup results as the group stage is nearly at its conclusion before heading into the semi-final stage. So we'll give a little update on that. Um, and we'll also look at some notable transfers for Finnish clubs and players. And I'll just see if any other business comes up along the way. But I reckon, if you're ready, Keke... Yep, born ready. The referee's ready. So off we go. Let's let's look at this Cyprus Cup competition. Maybe maybe first, Keke, just remind people. We talked, we previewed this in the in the last full episode, but just remind people what this uh, competition was. Yeah, so Cyprus Cup. It happens every so often, every year, maybe. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's in it takes place in Cyprus and. Um, invitee teams get to uh, get to go along and, and and have a little tournament against each other so um so it's a competition yeah, in cyprus where the winners get a cup that's right yeah it's cunning name so uh, so yeah it's uh, it's there's a trophy at the end mate to be out. so and, um, and and what i didn't realize when we when we um previewed this is that at the same time um england were playing in the what was it the Arthur C. Clarke Cup or something like that? Yeah, Arnold Clark. Uh, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Clark, yeah, it's Arthur's brother. Yes. That's <laughs> it, yeah. Um, and and the USA have this um She Believes Cup. So there's all these yep. little sort of four-team competitions right. going on. But clearly the big one was the Cyprus Cup. Um, and Finland were scheduled to play Croatia, then Hungary, and then Romania. And <clears throat> You're excited for good reason. Tell tell us a little bit about what what actually went on. I am, mate. I mean, um, as you say, we did we did touch on the preview, and uh, we had a little we had a little chat around the squad, and um, yeah, there was a there was a few new names for us to keep an eye out on and 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 see how see how they got on. But yeah, I'm excited for good reason because it was it was three wins out of three. I don't want to. Uh, don't want to give too much away straight away, but I'll I'll, I'll have a little rattle for the um for the game. Shot your bolt already. I have, but um, <laughs> but yeah, three three wins out of three. And anyone who's tuned into the podcast will see the uh the picture that we that we've stuck up for the um for the artwork for this episode, and it's uh the three goalies who featured, and um yeah, holding the cup. So um, three wins out of three. As I said, I think it was sixteen goals scored to only one against. And it's um, stunning, yeah, it was, stunning, it was, really, isn't it? It really was, mate. And I'll tell you why because there wasn't the, the starting lineup for each of the three games was was completely different. As I said, we had three three goalies feature across the across the across the games, and um, there was some there was some new names in there. And we discussed with the the hooky outside as well. You know, there's been some notable retirees and uh, and and new players. The recent the recent friendlies, a lot of youngsters came in, and maybe you know it didn't quite work out against Sweden and Estonia. But for the for the Helmerit, it's um yeah, everyone slotted in like clockwork, and and they got these free results. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'll if you want, I'll start off talking about the first game, the yeah, Croatia go, game. Go go for it. I I didn't I didn't get to see these games, so I'm I'm flying blind. Paint paint uh, pictures with words. <laughs> I shall do my best. So um. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Croatia game was the first game, and um, yeah, I mean the the, the side you had Anna Tamanen in goal, um, Eli Pikuljamsa, Eva Nuström, Ria Erling, 
Tia Peltonen, Olga Aattinen, Linda Salström, she captained the side, Evelina Summanen, Jutta Rantola, Joanna Tunnila, and Katarina Kossola. And um, so, yeah, you know, regular people who watch the Helmrich will notice that there's a, a couple of new names in there. Mm -hmm. But as I said, Linda Stahlstrom, she, she captained the side and we went ahead after only two minutes. Um, Bruntler was fouled and uh, just outside the box in a sort of central position. And then Evelina Summanen, who managed, who, she needed some good news really after being cited by the, the English FA for a bit of what some people have described as play acting. Yeah, yeah sim simulation or... or uh... Fooling the referee anyway. She, she's yeah, uh, like in bother, in the clink. Yeah, that's it. So she needed a bit of good news. And yeah, she stepped up and lifted the free kick into the straight into the top bins and Finland were one nil up. And you know, it was it was a tasty old start. Um five minutes later, Croatia did it back. Uh we, we didn't know this yet, but that was to be the only goal that Helmerich conceded in the entire tournament. Um they had a free kick of their own, which was floated into the box and um and that the Croat striker nodded home. Sort of it, the only criticism, Eli Pico Yamsa sort of seemed to stop dead and and it looked like Anna Tamanen in the Finland goal sort of saw it late and it was it was one one. But yeah, we we pushed on. About 15 minutes gone, Croatia tried playing out from the back. You know, this we've we've commented on that more than once before in the show as well, where you know, older, older football supporters like us have shouted, get rid of it. When, Get it launched. Uh, the, yeah, when the defenders and um, and the uh, and the goalie are playing it one twos with each other, and as I said, Croatia were trying a bit of that, and um, yeah, and Finland were pressing straight away. The the Croat goalie got herself in all sorts of trouble, and she kicked the ball straight against Linda Salstrom, who stabbed it home for two one. So um, yeah, got it was you know good good stuff. Croatia had a couple of chances early in the second half, but you know Tamanen was was saving whatever came over to her and she was lifting a few lofted shots onto the onto the crossbar she got two of those decent saves and she actually came despite conceding the goal she um Anna Tamanen was voted uh was voted player of the match so um so she, she must had, had a bit to do then yeah yeah I mean it was mostly mostly sort of as I said lofted shots but yeah you know one of those ones David Seaman-esque where you're sort of stumbling yeah, back yeah. and you can see him see him fly over you but she managed to deal with all of them but um, yeah, in the in the second half, Olga Artinen, who's um, who's a great footballer, was starting to pull the strings in in the attack, and uh, and a free kick just after the hour mark was fired into the box, and and Sumanen nodded it home for a second, and um, and Finland's third, and that was that was three one, and yeah, you know Croatia didn't really look like getting back into it after that three one. We're thinking lovely, but um, but yeah, I mean there was more to come. Jutarantula finished it off on sixty eight minutes after. A quick one-two with Rhea Erling. Um, Peltonen played well. Pickle Yamsa was roaming deep into midfield and bringing the ball forward. As I said, Tamanen made a made a number of saves throughout the match. So it was a it was a really really decent performance, mate. Yeah, and how what was the what was your feeling beforehand about the quality of the opposition? Is this because because the I guess quite a few of the Finnish players are playing overseas. I don't know if they're all actively in competition at the moment or if they're um if some of them are sort of in in mid-season breaks or whatever but but what was the feeling about the, the quality of the competition for this this kind of evolving Helmerit team well yeah i mean Helmerit are um are ranked well were before the tournament were ranked sort of 31st in the world in the in the fifa rankings um and the the, the teams who we came up against are admittedly below us in, in those FIFA rankings. But, I mean, you've got Romania who are 40th, Hungary who are 42nd, and Croatia were down there in 60th. So, on so it's not we a played... huge, but not a huge difference, at least for a couple of them anyway. No, okay. that's right. I mean, on, on paper, we've, we've played the weakest side first, you know, and um, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get on to the other mm. results. But, um, but yeah, you know, as I, as I say, the, the gap at the start of the game, the gap didn't look huge, but... Finland really sort of grew into the game, settled down. As I said, you know, Olga Attenen was started to really settle into it and, and pull the strings. Um, yeah, Katarina, Katarina Kosala, Tia Peltonen really, really played well. And um, and as I said, you know, like Pico Yamsa as well. 
touched on it earlier about you know the the guys who have retired from the Hawkeye side, but Helmerich's seen some some notable retirements as well recently. You know, with um, Anna Alvinen and um, Anna Westerlund, who we who we've been enjoying watching for a good good many years. You know, mm. sort of hanging up there, hanging up there international boots and yeah, as I say, Elipuko Yamsa sort of took up that took up that role where she was sort of bringing the ball out from the back and. Um, yeah, so it's plenty, plenty to be positive about. And it was a great way to start the tournament, mate. It was, but it was an even better way to continue the tournament. The yeah. the next the next game saw Finland take on Hungary, and in theory, a better ranked team than Croatia, um, but yeah. certainly not a better performing team, according to these no, results. I mean, yeah, as I said, like if um, if you fought the Croatia. Game was good. There was um, there was much much better to come when um, when we faced Hungary. I mean, the lineup changed the game with um, Mila May Mayasari making her debut in goal. Um, what I was really excited about was to see Kaiser Collins starting up front with her with her old club mate Yenu Danielson. Um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was really nice to see those two. I mean, they had a they had a torrid time when they were at AIK together in in Damol Svenskan. AIK didn't really um, actually. Mila Maimayasari was in that in that AIK side as well. They had a had a bit of a, a, a bit of a bad season last year. All um all three of those players have now moved on from AIK, but it was nice to see Yano Danielson and, and Kaiser Collin starting up front. And it was Kaiser Collin who opened the scoring after 20 minutes. So a lovely goal. Sunny Francie played the ball into Olga Artinen, who again had a fantastic game. She put in a delightful pass to Emmy Allenen, who in sort of, you know, the that sort of one motion, she sort of managed to collect the ball and then put it into the path of um, of Kaza Collin, who, who got her shot away perfectly before the, the Hungarian tackle came in. Um, that was Kaiser Collin's sixth Helmerich goal. She had a big smile on her face and um, and yeah, did a, a, a nice little celebration for the camera. So it was it was really good, really really great to see, mate. Um, and it, it, looking at the looking at the the kind of score and scorers, it seems like it was reasonably close until maybe just before half time, and then yeah. Hungary fell apart in the second half. Well, yeah, there's a there's a reason for that, and um, and I'll I'll tell you what her name is in a minute, but um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, Milan Mayasari, she was sort of making saves whenever whenever required and um, and still in the first half just after half an hour Vilma Koivisto scored her first Helmerick goal um, Pico Jamsa was up in the Hungary box and she played a short pass back to Koivisto who smashed home a low shot and um, yeah she was obviously pleased to get her, her first international goal um, Eli Pico Jamsa was involved in Finland's third goal as well lifting a lob pass over from the right which Sani Franci flicked on for Yenu Danielson to sort of volley into the top corner for 3-0. And that was Danielson's eighth Helmerich goal. But as as you said, mate, the second half, it really, it really did go bananas. Um Ava Neustrom came close in 55 minutes, but we only had to wait until 66 minutes for the next goal. And as I said, um substitute Linda Salstrom, unbelievable. She um she ran onto a, one of those long people yamps of passes and smashed home for 4-0. Um she scored again just, just 10 minutes later after an excellent run from Rhea Erling. Rhea Erling, who's been playing absolutely fantastic for a couple of years in Sweden now. And, yeah, she um, she had a really impressive second half, carrying the ball, you know, dribbling with sort of skipping over tackles and, and, and holding onto the ball. So, yeah, Rhea Erling, Rhea Erling had a really good run. Uh, Linda cut back onto her right and hit a lob shot into the top corner. And that was goal number 54. In a Helmerich shirt for, for Linda Salstrom, mate. Um, Quite something, then, isn't it? I oh, know, yeah. Literally one minute later, she was um, she was knew she was taking home the match ball. She got a hat trick, and it was Rhea Erling who again was the provider. Um, Linda made a run, managed to break the hungry back line, and uh, stabbed the ball home for a third of the match, and and that was Finland six. And at that stage, you're thinking, crikey, six nil. This is this is something else. But they they were they weren't finished yet. Um, Summonen made it seven with another free kick, seven minutes from time. And there was still time for number eight with Yenu Danielson getting her second of the game. And that was um, 
Linda Salstrom turning provider this time, squaring across the box for for Yenu to score. So um, eight nil, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite something. And and just for the listener, if if you want to see this, if you look at the at the blog post that goes with this, I put a link. I put the, like an, a graphic of the of the score from each game, so you can see all the all the scorers. But there's a link there to the Palolito page for each match, and there's a there's a button there that says watch. Now I don't know if that's the whole game, if it's highlights. I didn't click it during the during the recording <laughs> just in case everything falls apart. But you know, if you if you want to watch this, it's um especially with highlights, it's gonna be a goal pack yeah. highlights package there. There's some there's some I, I assume it's the highlights, mate, because there's some some really great highlights on the on the Helmer its own YouTube channel. So um right, okay. yeah. Anyone who's listening, either click that link or head over there after you've uh, watched our pretty faces on YouTube. And yeah. um, and check out and check out those um, those highlights. Yeah, sort of three or four minute highlight reels, and yeah, it's goal after goal after goal in that hungry game, mate. Okay, good good stuff. I'll um I'll be heading over there so that I don't feel left out. Um, I it. think what's what's what also caught my eye as well as the number of goals was that how they've been spread among the team and I guess when there's a lot flying in that that tends to happen that several people get on the score sheet if they'd all been one nil there's every chance that it would have been Linda Salstrom that scored one goal in every game but but yeah. you know it's it's spread among the team and you said that the the team changed again yeah. for the for the final game and this was the Romania game and and I guess that's why we're also seeing some different scorers again as well no, that's it, mate. I mean, um, yeah, the, the starting lineup. There was a few, a few held on to their places, or you know, kept kept the momentum going. But as I say, um, a changing goal. Tinny Cordafilla come came back in, and she captained the side. Um, yeah, Adelina Engman came in. Um, Heidi Kollanen came in. Yutarantala uh, came back. It and yeah, it was um, it was a it was a you know a, a little bit different starting lineup. As I say. Um, Yana Tunilu, who'd played previously, had some some good games, and she was in the starting lineup again with Katarina Kosola. Um, that pairing of Emmy Allenin and Rhea Erling, they held onto their places. They they sort of really sort of bossed the, the whole tournament. So um, yeah, that it was um, the Romania game, and you know we had sort of one one after those previous results had sort of one hand on the cup, but but yeah, it was it was it was extra special for Emmy Allenin. She was making her 100th Helmeret appearance. So um, yeah, really, wow. really, you know, kudos to her. It was um, it was really great. Um, as I said, Adeline Engman and Heidi Collinen came in, uh, but despite the, the lineup changes, Helmerich continued as they'd left off, wasting no time when Rantala opened the scoring after just eight minutes. The um, I'll, I'll tell you what, wow. the uh, when you do see the highlights, the Romanian goalie won't want to see that one again. But okay. yeah, eight minutes since eight minutes into the game, and it was it was one nil. Um, as I said. Katarina Kossela had been playing well. She was she tested the goalie with a couple of shots. And then we had to wait just to before half time when um Suman picked up the ball, rolled it into Colin, who lifted into the box for Yana Tunela to head home. And um, yeah, that was um that was 2-0, mate. Uh Finland were looking really, really good. I mean, we we weren't we weren't, you know, smashing them like we did Hungary, but we were we were looking in control. And on 75 minutes, um Substitute Nora Herom scored an absolutely lovely goal. Emma Koivistow had come on as a sub and she collected the ball back from her own throw-in, powered into the box, mate. It's um, you've got to see that is excellent play. And she passed the ball back to Nora, who was um sort of waiting on the edge of the box and and hit a lovely placed, you know, one of those sort of side-footed place shots into the bottom corner. And um, yeah, fantastic. Sunny Francie had Played some really great stuff across the tournament. Made it, got her goal. She made it four 0 on eighty three minutes. Uh, ball came out to her after Romania cleared a, an Emmy Allen in shot, and Sunny sort of powered home a volley into the roof of the net and um, did her trademark celebration. So that was that was lovely to see. I mean, um, as I said at the start, a return of sixteen goals for one against three wins and the use of the the wider squad as. It's you know it's got it ticks all the boxes for Marco Salorante. You know what I mean? It's like you, I don't think he could have asked for more. 
No, it really, it really does. And I'm looking at the the league table or the group table or whatever here. And um, yeah, Finland finished with three wins from three, a goal difference of sixteen and one. Croatia, who they beat in the first game, won their remaining two. So you, I think you said Croatia were the lowest ranked team, yeah. but they managed to pull a couple of wins out of that, a 1-0 and a 2-0 by the looks of the, the goal difference. So they finished second. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite it's quite something. And and as impressive as the Helmerit performances was, Keke, or were, um, that was an incredible a review of those of those three games good good job you um you made the finnish football show look like it knows what it's doing well don't, sometimes don't, don't do that again yeah <laughs> no but the thing is mate i mean even even the commentator said it you know when i when i was watching the um the hungary game he was like when was the last time a finland side scored one eight nil do you know what i mean like yeah, I, was, yeah. I was sort of trying to think that and you know People can say it's it's um it's one of these tournaments. It's a it's a middle you know mid season international tour whatever throwaway tournament. But at the end of the day, you you're invited. You go along. You've got to win the games. Do you know what I mean? And they the girls have come away with three wins out of three, and they've lifted the cup. And, and if nothing else, it gives them a bit of you know a bit of momentum, a bit of good feeling around the camp. I'm sure they all sort of went back to their respective clubs or or wherever they were going afterwards with with beaming smiles on their faces. And it can't have been bad for them all to be together in that sort of atmosphere, mate. You know? No, a bit of warmth, a bit of warmth in the bones as well in the middle of in the middle That's of winter is no, is no bad thing. And um, maybe there's some, well, hopefully there's some momentum that builds from that because that's three cracking, cracking results and everyone should be confident when they, when they get back together again. I haven't got a fixture list in front of me here. Are there fixtures confirmed for later in the, in the year? Not that I'm aware of as yet, mate. Yeah, but, um, okay. yeah. Obviously, as as anything comes out, we'll uh, we'll keep everyone informed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good job, well done, Kike. That's uh, that's uh, a good start to the to the show. Let's move on and look at the Liga Cup. Um, and again, just as this... exciting. Well, <laughs> yeah, it depends who you support. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, as a reminder, this this is um, for the Vakehouse Liga teams. So there's 12 teams. They're put into two groups of six, play each other once, and the top two teams from each group go through to semifinals and final. It's actually, I think, a really tidy format for this competition. I, I don't know yeah. why we've been messing around with three groups of four in the past. It seems quite yeah. seems quite daft in, in hindsight. Anyway, the 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 group the group group A group B group A is kind of Helsinki and and the south based, and then the group B is kind of the others. Um, so group group A, there's still actually a couple of couple of games left on Saturday the fourth. Interplay Lahti and Kortepe play Hoiko. Um, what I've noticed is there's been in this group there's been a few big results. Hoyiko beat Lati 5-2. Um, Hoyiko beat Honka 4-0. And then Inter beat Hoyiko 4-0. Like they're a bit a bit all over yeah. the place, but there's some goals flying in. And then Lati beat Gordebe 5-1. So there's been there's been a lot of goals, but it, when I when I looked at the two groups, um Okay, this 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 one's still got two games to go. So there's there's been more goals in this in this group, but they seem to have come in these sort of high scoring games rather than the other group where maybe they've been spread through all of the all of the games a bit more. Um, the way that that table sits at the moment is that uh, Inter are top with nine. So they 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 played the top top four have played four games. Uh, Inter are top with nine points. Hoyiko second with nine. Lati are third with six and Kortepe are fourth with five. And then the, the bottom two have played all their games. It's Honka with five points and Mariham with two points. Um, Mariham not winning a game, obviously. They've got two points and only scoring one goal in all those five games. So uh, you can't take much from this competition into league form we've seen that traditionally there's we've now got a gap of about a month or so before the season starts but 
that doesn't look yeah. very good, does it? Um, two draws and one goal in five in five games. Um, on the flip side, I'd say that for Gordebe, who came up last season, that that's quite creditable so far. One one win, two draws, and a defeat, um, leaving them in in fourth place. And depending how the results go on at the weekend, they could end up third in their group, which should give them a bit of confidence going into the season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's that's certainly certainly interesting form from that that promoted side, Cortepe. So yeah, one to keep an eye on. In the other group, this is the the group that my Aston Core boys are in. Um, <laughs> yeah, the scores the scores in the games there haven't been so many high high scoring victories, sort of two ones and one nils and three twos or whatever. I think the the biggest win has been three nil for Ilves over Coops, which uh, didn't please Rich greatly. Um, <laughs> Uh, Cheers the rest of us up there. Yeah, I, I, one one thing I, I I would would notice is that in the in the in the the southern area, a lot of the games have been played outdoors. I don't know if you've seen mm. any of the games. Yeah, but, yeah. but Hoyikor have been playing outdoors, and there was I think it was interplayed the other day, and in the first half the pitch was white, and they were using a, a pink pinky orange ball, which was yeah. quite retro. Um, and and in the in the northern part, it's it's more indoors. Certainly, you know, in in sports halls and these bubble bubble domes. Um, attendances: Hoyikor have had a couple of the bigger ones in the south, seven hundred and thirty-four for the Maryham game in January, um, and five hundred and three for the Honka game in February, and then in Group Two. Saini Vaza, the big Pokhyama derby, yeah. got just shy of five hundred in there, uh, which is um, which is quite something. Some of the other games are a bit l- lower, lower attendance. I think, yeah, the 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 Asiko Coops game is showing a crowd of zero, and I know there were people in there. I counted <laughs> two of my friends in the crowd, so there were definitely yeah. some people in there. Um, the the table currently, so this group is is finished, and Olu sit top with nine points, uh, and that comes from two wins and three draws. So that kind of shows that being a bit tighter as a as a group, um, six goals scored and and four conceded, but they sit top with nine. Then it's Coops with seven points. Third is Hucker with seven. Fourth is Saniyoki with six, and then. Vaza with six, and at the bottom was Ilves with five. So, you know, no no disasters in there, bearing in mind that Ilves, who finished bottom, beat Coops with three nil with the biggest, the biggest sort of victory in that in that particular group. Um what to what to say? I think there's a couple of couple of sort of bits of news connected to Saniyoki's team selection and and results that are coming a little bit further down so we'll we'll talk about those maybe in the uh in the transfers section because mm. there's a couple of transfers that have sort of hit you know, caught my eye in in the teams that have been playing in the in the Liga cup that um that that southern group you're on about group group, group a is mm. it uh mark i think they're they're playing some the, the final game is it playing the games on saturday they're not that's right yeah they're coming up just this weekend now yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, Turku FC Lati is it, and Kotepe um, Hoyiko both on both on Saturday. That's yes, that's it. Yeah, thanks Keke, for for reminding the the remaining fixtures. And I'm just going to look at the um, when the semi finals are. Yeah, no, no dates, no dates confirmed yet. But I think it's the the first placed in Group A plays the second place in Group B, and and vice versa. So. Um, yeah. There's there's still something to play for for the teams at the top of uh, of the group as as well to see who comes top and and how that affects their the next round. But uh, it's going to be it. o- Olu and Coops against Inter Hoyiko Lati. Two of those two of those three can still can still <laughs> get there. So it's going to be uh, interesting stuff for the weekend. Worth worth keeping an an eye on. That's it and. 
I think we'll take a break there. Just just remember that the the there's the tables, the results, and and links to all this stuff on the Vakehouse Legal website in the in the blog post. Um, but I think it's time for us to uh, have a little look at the Finnish football show merch stall, Keke. Yes, Mike. Here we go. So on the screen here, you can see the Inter shirt from from last year with that lovely Finnish football show design running straight there, through running it, yes. through the name and there's a little bit of color in there it's a this one's showing a black t-shirt and it's got the the white letters with blue blue text and a little bit of red in there I try to try to pick the colors that are important to these to these teams and you yeah, see nice. the logo a little bit closer there um we're still no closer to getting new designs for this year because I've got too much work and I'm too busy <laughs> but I've got I keep saying it I've got ideas so um and as we said before this is this is one of the men's shirts um there's they're available in different different cuts different quality of cotton and also men's and and ladies um fits and then there's all other manner of other merchandise there as well you can see on the screen hoodies and phone cases and kids styles and mugs and masks and all, all kinds of all kinds of things that you can um that you can order from the finnish football show shop on tpublic.com so again links in the blog post link in the episode description wherever you're watching or listening the prices we don't control but we saw again last weekend there was another promo so you know if you see something you like check it out regularly yep. and you might just find that that price of 25 euros goes down to 15 or something like that and then it's almost a bargain that's it mate and we also have the um buy me a coffee buymeacoffee.com slash ffs podcast where you can make a donation to the running of the show so when we sell the merchandise we we don't own this stuff but we get a little cut from t public for everything we sell uh, and that goes into the coffers just to pay for the running costs of the of the pod uh, and same with buy me a coffee you can just make a make a donation there and it will go towards one of the one of the things that we pay for for, for bringing the uh, bringing the show to you and uh, the people that have donated in the past know who they are and they know that we love them very dearly yeah we've had some had some very generous donations over the past and um yeah we, we we appreciate that very much but um those who haven't those who haven't been on that buy me a coffee yet get yourself on there because we uh, really like coffee yeah send us a couple of shekels <laughs> our way all right i can uh, see i can see the referee is getting impatient keke so he's uh he's ready to blow his go. whistle Over it. and we're off for the second half let's hope we have as, as strong a second half as the helmer it had against hungary um, yes, mate. But that's quite that's quite something to live up to. Right, let's have a look at some winter winter transfers and and there's a a very useful blog post on the Vakas Liga website that gets updated with all the transfers throughout the season and we we bookmark this, we've shared it with each other on WhatsApp and I've starred the message I'm never going to lose this blog post again <laughs> and they bring a new one out each year so that's it's always there. Um, and I just thought we could mention some of the some of the more notable ones this year yes. so far, uh, or since we last spoke, maybe. Um, so the first one I've I've got I got a couple of Asiqor related, um, and I mentioned before about how how the team's been performing in the Liga Cup. Um, my my friend Billy has been at most of the games and and thinks it's been not that bad for Asiqor. The results have not quite gone our way, but he thinks the football's been okay. Um, I would good. say watching the games in on TV is really difficult because the camera angles in some of the some of these indoor places are so bad. Um, actually, at Walsport at Saniyoki's ground, there's no space around the pitch. So when you're standing, there is a there is a raised sort of mezzanine floor at one end, which is where Billy watches from. So he's clearly got the best view. Um, but if you're at the side of the pitch and that's where the camera is, you're literally at times looking over the linesman's shoulder. So you've literally got the same view as, as the linesman. So you can't see 
from the TV exactly how the game's going. Um, well, don't give the linesman any more grief ever again, then, if you're saying he can't see from now. <laughs> yeah, but he's not looking at position patterns of play and uh, who's passing to who. He just has to look to see, are you on line? And get his green and green and red lines sorted out for the uh, for the okay. VAR. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but Asikor have, have um, signed on loan Ovi Odieri from Arsenal, which is quite yeah. a big loan. He's a young goalkeeper. Um, from what I understand, he's from South London. He's got the possibility of playing football for England, Ghana, and Nigeria in the future. Um, and he's he's come here for a, a year of of men's football. If I understand correctly, he's played non-league uh, football. He played for Chelmsford in the UK, in in the I don't know Conference South maybe. Yeah. And I guess this is another another step up. Um, it hasn't been all plain sailing so far. There's been a few goals go in, but I think that's. Um, for me, it's quite exciting to get the opportunity to see a young goalkeeper like that from a from a big club. It's he's nineteen; he's young for a keeper, but you know, it'll be interesting to follow how he does this year and and how he progresses in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. See how the development goes. It's a it's an interesting step for him. I mean, you know, brave at a kid to uh, to want to give it a go to get out there and try something new and uh, and get some experience and yeah, hopefully. You and the Kloppit can get behind him and uh, and spur him on to great things. Well, he's our goalkeeper, Keke. The Kloppit is always behind the goalkeeper, at least for one yeah. half of the game. Ah. Oh dear. <laughs> um, someone else that will be able to get behind again, having cursed him a year ago, is Murillo, who's moved back from <laughs> from Hoyiko to Ashiko. Actually, yeah. I think I think welcome he got... back into the fold. Yeah, exactly. He got a, he got a like reasonable send off when he when he left and I think people were really disappointed. I think there was a little bit of a story at the time that he said he was going back home and then he sort of got off the, got off the yeah. train at Helsinki and stayed there. Um, yeah. But, but there, there wasn't any major sort of hard feelings when he, when he left. And I think we've, we felt we were going to miss, we were going to miss him. And we, we've had, um, Andrade playing in that sort of left wing back position last season. I thought he was decent and really sort of grew into that position during last season. So this is this will be interesting if you if you think we've got Macario Hing Hing Glover down one one wing on the right and potentially Murillo or Andrade down the left, and then you've got a Fori as well. There's, there's quite some quite exciting sort of wide players there. If 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 Joaquin Gomez can find the right the right balance to to get all those players playing, as well as Hanula and and on and on and on. You know, there's there's some potentially yeah. exciting players in that team, um, and also someone else who moved from Hoyiko to uh, Tepes Turku is Riku Riski. Yeah, interesting one. Yeah, it, it is because a couple of seasons ago, the two Risky brothers were were banging in the goals for. They was on fire, weren't they? Yeah, but our mate Mark Hayton was asking for both of them to be called up to the national side. <laughs> yeah, that's starting to start. I, I think that that hope is fading now. Yeah, um, but he's a experienced experienced striker knows where the back of the goal is and where the back of the net is <laughs> the back of the goal is no good to anybody <laughs> um <laughs> behind the goal um but um it could could do a good job for Tepeas it'd be interesting to see how how that works out this season and another another veteran goalkeeper uh, a striker who certainly knows how to score a goal much to Rich's surprise <laughs> when he signed for Coops <laughs> is Tim Faurunen, who's uh, who's made a move away from Coops to FC Vaduz in Liechtenstein. Yes, yeah. He, um, not FC Switzerland. Vaduz, not, well, they play in the Swiss League. <laughs> they do, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, FC Vaduz, I've um, I've been to Badus actually when we're at Finland played Liechtenstein. So yeah, been to yeah, the FC right. Badus stadium. But yeah, they play in the second tier of Swiss football, I believe. And um, 
yeah, Tim Bowden has uh, gone to try himself out abroad again. I don't know what the, what the deal is there. He seems to be doing really, really well at Cooks. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, maybe they've offered him a fat load of money. Who knows? But, um, yeah, tax-free Swiss francs, I suppose. Yeah, there's a few, couple of players gone since Simo left, I think. I wonder if, if that's part of the mm, rationale. Um, there's a couple of other players that maybe fit into your Finns overseas uh, I'm sure you've been you've you've mentioned these on your on Instagram. One is Yasse Tuominen coming to Cups from Beko Hakken. Um, yeah, he for those that don't know or remember, he's he's been in and around the fringes of the the national team in the years that the the podcast has been running. Certainly has, mate. Certainly has. Yeah, he um, yeah had a bit of you know mixed. Mixed fortunes at, at Hackham, but yeah, he's back in um, back in Vegas League, and I'm sure he'll sure he'll be keen to uh, to do well there. He's, um, yeah, he's 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 a player of some fret pedigree, mm-hmm. so I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure he'll be absolutely absolutely fine, and we'll see his um, see his name in the headlines. Yeah, another one to watch, and then Lauri Ala uh, Mulemaki came from Come back to Venezia yeah. back to back to Ilves recently. That's right, mate. I mean, um, yeah, there's, there was a bit of a Finnish contingent at Venezia. We um, obviously we know that the old boy Ampalo is there. Um, Nicky Mayanpa was has been there for quite a while, and Jesse Joronen is there now as well after making the move from Russia. So um, yeah, they signed Lauri Alamulumaki and um, with a hope of developing him, I suppose. But yeah, for what for whatever reason, he's um, he's packed his bags and and, and come home. Maybe. Uh, didn't quite work out for him there in Italy, but I'm sure he would have enjoyed the experience. And yeah, back at back in familiar territory at Ilves, hopefully he can kick on again and sort of kickstart kickstart his career or or bring something something to the table to the Vegas Liga that he's that he's learned from his time in Italy. So mm. yeah, you mentioned this uh, Finnish contingent over there, and mm. I noticed also that three players have been loaned from Venezia to Cortepe this season uh-huh. so maybe whatever agent is getting the players into Venezia has also got return tickets that he's bringing bringing some others back to the to the Vakehouse Liga so uh, not not all to the same team oh well I mean they've all come to Cordepe but obviously Ulumaki's come to Ilves so but but there's something something happening there between Venezia and the and the Vakehouse Liga yes um, mate and the, the the final transfer I wanted to mention, and I didn't know the name of Ashley Colley before he moved back, um, but he's come from um, Eskilstuna in Sweden to Oulu and scored three and three in the Liga Cup, which is decent uh, return. Yep. Um, what really cheesed me off is that two of those three came against Sainioki. Um, and <laughs> in... in um, in the game that that uh, Seniyuki took the lead and then lost two one, so yeah, thanks, Ashley. But anyway, it stood out. It stood out to me and maybe maybe one to watch because that's a decent that's a decent return as soon as you uh, as soon as you join a new new team. Yes, mate. Yeah. What about your fins overseas, Keke? So so listener, remember Instagram. Uh, find the Finnish football show. Finnish underscore football underscore show. Um, it's basically Keke keeping everyone up to date with what's going on in the Finnish football world, or, or not 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 the Finnish football world, but but what's going on for certain players, mostly overseas. Yes. Um, but it uh, but it's um, you're quite prolific, Keke, and yeah, I, I, I guess you've got a train journey to work, so that's what you busy yourself with. Well, yeah, I, I like to keep an we like to keep an eye on what's going on and. Um... Yeah, and it, any of the followers over there or the listeners, it's a it's a nice um, you know, a nice pictorial guide as to what's what the, the Finnish players are up to. So it's yes. um, yeah, it's it, I enjoy doing it, and hopefully people enjoy looking at it. But I tell yeah. you what, it also does. It also helps with the recognition of the players, like looking at someone going, ah, that's that's, that's who that it. is. <laughs> yeah, because the the faces appear sort of with some semi regularity, so you see, and also you do the the women's game as well as the men's, of and course. that's that's um, helpful for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what what's been what have you noticed? What's been going on lately? There's been there's been plenty going on, mate. Obviously, we we mentioned Venezia. Um, 
Poyan Palo's been doing well down there recently. I don't know, um, don't know if uh, anyone's seen it, but it was a there was a lovely photograph come out of him enjoying a pint after the uh, after the yeah, game the other was, week. That's good. And he, uh, yeah, he's uh, so he's uh, yeah he's he's finished the game, rewarded himself with but with a pint straight away, and he was parading around the edge of the pitch with his with his pint of ice cold beer, beer or a Moretti, I don't doubt. Um, how how yeah. better to to uh, cool it. down after a game. That's it, and uh, obviously it got um, got quite a got quite a bit of traction, and um, he had a couple of pictures with the fans, and the the uh, the photographs went went pretty crazy over the various mm. social medias. But yeah, um, recently, Jesse um, Jordan, who we mentioned, he's a he's a fresher. He kept a clean sheet the other week. Um, they 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 they're picking up. They've started to pick up points. They they're easing themselves away from that that bottom that bottom of the league and and sort of out of out of trouble. So. Hopefully those guys can retain their Serie B place and um, and yeah and, and push on from there. Another goalie, our mate Lucas Radetzky, he was um, he was involved in an absolutely bonkers Europa League game. I think it was what was it? It was like oh, I don't know five four or five all or something in against Monaco. And um, he's by Leverkusen side went uh, went through on penalties in the end. Um, I'd like to say it was all down to Luke that that. Um, caused the Monaco player to smash the ball over for the, um, the you know, the, the deciding kick. But, he gave him, um, gave him the him eyes the... before pulling on the hookier mask. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give him the credit anyway. And he, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he went over and celebrated with their travelling fans as well. So he's pleased to be through to the, the last 16 in the Europa League. Um, those who tuned into the last episode will remember I spoke about Artur Hoskonen. Who's um, who's joined a club in uh, who's joined Krakowia in Poland? He um, he got a goal on his first start. Um, turned out to be a consolation goal. Krakowia didn't didn't win the game, but yeah, for, he's he's had a he's had a game as a sub, and then he's made his first start and chipped him chipped him with a goal, lovely header at the back post. So um, yeah, doing all right, doing all right there. Robert Ivanov, another player in the Polish league, scored at the weekend. They um, I think what was the score there? I think they. Ended up five-one winners or something, Bartha Poznan. But yeah, um, was it five-one? I'll just check. Bum, bum, bum. Hold on. Yeah, five-one winners, and Robert scored the last one. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's doing he's doing well over there in in Poland. So Leo Weissenden made his debut for um, MLS club uh, FC Austin in um, in America. There first, uh, the MLS season kicked off last weekend. Early hours of Sunday morning, I believe it was um, our time, and yeah, made his debut, provided an assist for uh, for um, for FC Austin to to score in his in his first game. So there's plenty of them doing really well. Um, you also you also mentioned about uh, Yimi Tarjainen. Yes, he signed a young young Yimi Tarjainen. He signed a um, a new contract at Chelsea. So uh, yeah, you know. Hot prospect, I suppose you could say, young, yeah. young player, young young player. He's um, spent uh, spent the last few years in Chelsea's academy. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's there's if if you know if that's your sort of thing, there's um, you can follow Chelsea Youth on Twitter and all that, and they sort of let you know what's happening with um, with the young players at Chelsea. And yeah, young young Yimi and features quite heavily over there. He's um, as I say signed a new contract today, so. Hopefully he'll continue his development in um, in uh, Chelsea and uh, and you never know might even get a first team looking. They've um, it's been they've got a bit of history of loaning out players, haven't they? But you know even even that might not be too bad for him. You know, um, the other one that caught my eye was uh, Santri Vanenin, who's joined Rosenberg, and uh, yeah, he uh, he chipped in with an injury time winner at the weekend as well. So it's all happening, mate. Very, very nice, and we've—I think we've managed to do a fairly tight show today. So let's let's finish off with one more story about the ticket sales for the Hukiat Euro qualifiers. This is something you sent through not long before the the show started. I've put a link to the uh, Buri uh, Instagram post here, um, yep. where they said that over. If if I understand it correctly because I read it quickly, that they've already sold over a 1,000 tickets for the uh, Bojoscarre 
air section of the Olympic Stadium for the upcoming qualifying games. That's right, mate. Yeah. So there's um, so SMU Core they've put together a uh, like a cowsy quality for want of a better word. They, ah, um, right. Okay. So so yeah, you can you can you can purchase your your cowsy quality for for every home fixture for this upcoming campaign, and um, and yeah, they're 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 celebrating the fact that they've sold over a, over a thousand of those. So um, right. So, yeah, okay. really, so well, that's even more impressive because that's not not just a thousand tickets. That's a thousand kind of Series, series, series tickets or something for this whole season. So there'd be five home games, I'm guessing. Yeah. So um, yeah, really, really, you know, first of all, really well done to the SMU Corp for putting it all together, and secondly, for the um, all the fans who have come out and um, and put their hands in their pockets and bought their tickets. I mean, it's um, yeah, Finnish football culture goes from strength to strength, mate. And yeah, it's uh, we're proud to be a little bit little part of that, and it's great to see. More and more people getting involved and joining us on the uh, on the Pochois card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm planning to be there on uh, at the beginning of June, the Friday night game against Slovenia. I quite fancy that because I think it will be competitive, more competitive than the the Monday evening game against San Marino, and mm. also oh, Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, Friday night, <laughs> downtown Helsinki. Friday Friday night. Hook, uh, Pohio Escarre, followed by Mummo Tonnelli. If if Lady yeah. Satu gets her gets her way, we're in. Um, <laughs> but more of that nearer the time, I suspect. Yeah, mate. Definitely. Um, I think we probably covered everything. We were we were talking just before the show that there's the first of these um, qualifiers for the uh, for the Hukia, these um, Euro qualifiers coming up towards the end of March. So I guess that's when we'll be back in in a few weeks' time, probably with some yep. shorter match day, uh, re- match report uh, episodes where we just talk through yep. what, we've, what we've just seen. Um, maybe we'll see if we can get Mark Hayton back on for, for those. To, That'd be nice, mate. Just a couple of short ones. We, we still miss him and we'll keep telling him in the pod until he, until he comes back. I'll tell uh, you what, this... I'll tell you what, mate, that's got to be the, the best looking sauna in the world because this sauna renovation that he disappeared <laughs> to, uh, this sauna renovation that he disappeared to sort out has taken him, I don't know how long. So I'm just waiting for my invite to Mark Hayton's sauna because it's got to be the best damn sauna in the world. I'm that, telling is, you. that is a very good, very good point. Uh, and on that, on that bombshell, dear listener, I think we'll, we'll call it a night. Um, Keke, Thanks for uh, thanks for joining and and for kind of instigating that we get together again today. We've we've been waffling on for fifty five minutes, so we've done another another full show just between the two of us, which is uh, which is quite something. And um, I'll speak to you, I guess, on here in a in a few weeks' time. And uh, listener, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Kedos, kedos. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekemulari, and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.